The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 27. If you are struggling with um, anxiety, then um, I recommend that you head over to my website, www.robertjanescoaching.com and there you can sign up to my newsletter uh, where I give you lots of uh, different resources on a monthly basis uh, related to anxiety and how you can start dealing with that in a, in a better way. I also have some uh, free re- resources on the site like my free mini course and uh, the, the blog is there as well. In this week's how-to section of the podcast, I'm going to be discussing how we can use uh, laughter to help us deal with anxiety. Now, I've recently wrote a, a blog post about this, and so a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is, is coming from, from this blog. And uh, in, in particular, I'm going to be exploring some of the science behind, behind laughter and why it is so good for anxiety, because it really, really is. Uh, the research is there. And if we can learn to, to just laugh a little bit more, it can help us uh, so much for, from, you know, just from actually physically feeling better to improving our mindset and seeing things from a slightly more positive uh, perspective. I believe it's time to be a bit more silly. <laughs> There's a bloody chicken in here. So let's get going. Whilst anxiety is no laughing matter, could laughter help you feel more relaxed and healthy? Well, I think the answer there is definitely yes. And there is a growing body of evidence to suggest that laughter may be as effective as antidepressants in helping to treat anxiety. Um, So we're going to be exploring, you know, what is laughter and what are are the benefits that we get from, from laughing a little bit more? So... Before telling you my personal story with laughter and anxiety, it's important to find out more about what laughter actually is. So Wikipedia describes laughter as a physical reaction in humans consisting typically of uh, rhythmical, often audible contractions of the diaphragm and other parts of the respiratory system. Dr. Lee Burke and Dr. Stanley Tan, professors of pathology and uh, laboratory medicine at Loma Linda University, carried out a number of studies into laughter. They claim that there is currently no consensus as to why we actually laugh, but there are three theories that are popular among scientists, and they are as follows. Release theory, superiority theory, and congruent theory. So let's have a look at each one and uh, find out exactly what they mean. So release theory, this can be thought of as the spontaneous laughter we sometimes have after confronting uh, something difficult or dangerous. We need to release the tension 
and uh, laughter is great for this. I certainly know all about this. So after I've done something difficult uh, that does give me anxiety, like a presentation, for example, then, uh, you know, I might just start laughing for no apparent reason, just to kind of get rid of some of that anxiety. Uh, superiority theory. Some people love to feel superior. And the idea here is that laughter is used to put other people down um, and therefore increasing uh, your own self-esteem at the expense of somebody else's. This can be quite problematic uh, and I'll be talking a lot more about that uh, in just a few minutes. And then we have incongruity theory. Um, <clears throat> this is the kind of joke-telling humour that we all know so well. Uh, the theory states that humour is created by a sense of incongruity between two or more subjects um, or objects within a joke. Uh, for example, a joke becomes funny when we predict an outcome and something else actually happens. So now that we know what um, laughter actually is, I'm going to be telling you a personal story about how, um, about how laughter has helped me with my own anxiety uh, over the years, even uh, on occasions when I really didn't want it to. And it's a story about my father, um, who's sadly not with us uh, today. Um, but he was a, a really funny man. And uh, he, would, uh, he had a special ability to, to kind of seek out people who were clearly kind of feeling a bit kind of uptight or nervous and somehow making them laugh and, and you know, feeling a lot better because of it. He was one of those people who had an encyclopedia of jokes ready to go at all times and he wasn't afraid to use them. Whilst the majority of these gas could be categorised as dad jokes, it didn't matter. When the mood took him and he wanted to entertain people, he had everyone around him laughing. His enthusiasm for silliness was contagious. One time, I'd come back from university for the weekend for a family get-together. I'd been experiencing panic attacks, and I was not really feeling like socialising at all. As I, climb, um, as I climbed out of bed that morning, I was tense and anxious. What if I had a panic attack in front of my family? What would they think of me? But from the get-go that day, my father was determined to have a good time. For him, there was nothing better than having the family over for lunch. I walked into the kitchen to find my dad teasing my grandmother about her age, one of his favourite pastimes, and couldn't help but laugh at the sweet-natured banter between the two of them. Even a little laughter could ease my worries and I started to lighten up. But by lunchtime, the anxiety started to build again. Suddenly, my brother showed up with his new girlfriend. Wanting to make a good impression, she had brought a strawberry cake in a fancy patisserie box. My dad quickly took hold of this and thanked her for bringing it. The rest of the family arrived and we all went down and sat in the garden. This is when his joke started. Like a machine gun fire, some of them would hit their target and have everyone creasing up with laughter, whereas others would completely miss but often end up causing just as much hilarity anyway. I remember completely losing track of the anxiety. It seemed that the laughter and connection was helping me to get out of my own way, and I genuinely felt normal again for the first time in a while. Once we finished the main, my father announced that he was going to the kitchen to get the strawberry cake. A few minutes later, he appeared at the top of the garden steps with the fancy-looking box in hand. But then, disaster strikes. He trips on the second step down and with arms and legs flailing crashes down onto the back lawn with the cake box underneath him. He's okay, 
but a gasp emanates from the family as he gets up to show the crushed cake box. The new girlfriend looks on in horror as he slowly opens the box to show everyone that the cake wasn't even in the box to start with, and it's just an elaborate practical joke. We all fell about with laughter. And these were the kind of ridiculous things that he would do. Um, I I, I felt terrible for uh, my soon-to-be sister-in-law at that time. Uh, However, you know, she, she did see the funny side. So whether you're looking for a tool to manage social anxiety or you're trying to treat OCD, there are so many uh, benefits of laughter. Um, And it can provide us with, you know, physical, psychological and social benefits, as well as distracting us from incessant negative thinking. If you're someone who's really getting stuck with rumination, trying to break that up with comedy, with laughter, with mirth can really help you to get out of that difficult train of thought. Now, the previously mentioned researchers, Burke and Tan, found in their studies that laughter reduces blood pressure and releases endorphins into the brain. These endorphins create euphoria and a positive frame of mind, and they also combat the stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol that anxious people often have too many of. They can... They go on to say that currently research is indicating that the physical act of laughing, even without humour, is linked to chemical messages in the body that potentially reduce stress and increase pain tolerance. These researchers then seem to be in really good company. Um, Nicole Force of of Psych Daily reports in her article, Laugh in the Face of Anxiety, that Sigmund Freud viewed laughter Uh, as a way for the body to rid itself of stress. She comments that Freud believed that laughter was a means of taking one's one's mind off common stresses, acting as a kind of release valve for anxiety. So it's no mere coincidence that the most common jokes are ones about the most common stresses, work, ageing, death, relationship issues, and sexual problems. If uh, in another study on laughter and its impact on the elderly. Researcher K.F. Tennant claims that laughter releases excessive physical and psychological energy and reduces stress, anxiety, worry, and frustration. Laughing also seems to activate the release of serotonin in the brain, the very same chemical affected by the most common antidepressant SSRI medication. It is not certain how long this um, effect actually lasts for, but it's quite clear that it's certainly pretty powerful, um, at least for short periods of time. Research by uh, J. Uh, Korean Akir Noris, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, indicates that serotonin activation through laughter therapy can help middle-aged women by lessening depression and providing important grounds for depression control. The Mayo Clinic identifies both short-term and long, uh, long-term benefits of laughing as follow. As follows, the short-term benefits um, they it it actually stimulates many organs. So when when laughing, you breathe deeper uh, and you breathe in more oxygen, and this stimulates the heart, lungs, and muscles, and it stimulates the release of endorphins in the brain. Um, it activates and relieves your stress response. So a good laugh increases and then decreases blood pressure, 
leaving you with that nice relaxed feeling that we all tend to have after having a good laugh. And uh, another benefit is to soothe tension. Laughter also helps uh, the muscles to relax and can aid in the physical symptoms of stress. And then we have the long-term benefits, which are pretty impressive as well. So you can improve your immune system, uh, something that obviously everybody, everybody right now uh, you know, would, would benefit from. So um, repetitive negative thoughts actually affect the body by causing uh, chemical changes that lead to more stress and a decrease in immunity. However, in stark contrast, uh, in st- stark contrast positive thoughts can release neuropeptides uh, that combat stress. Um, it relieves pain. Um, it may help pain sufferers by helping the body to create its own uh, painkillers. It can increase personal satisfaction um, because it makes it easier for you to connect with people and makes it more difficult um, um, for you to, to, uh, to, to have difficult experiences in stressful situations. And it can also improve your mood. So if you suffer from anxiety, depression, um, or other problems, laughter can boost your mood and make challenges seem more manageable. Sorry for interrupting that, but just a quick message to say that um, if you are enjoying this podcast and find it interesting, um, it would be great if you could head over to my website and join the, the mailing list. Um, if you can do that, then you get free access to my free mini course for anxiety and OCD. And uh, there's also yeah, a monthly newsletter that goes out with loads of information about the podcast, um, upcoming episodes, and more information about managing uh, anxiety in general. All you need to do is head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you can enter your email and you'll get access to the free mini course. And you'll also get the monthly newsletter. Many thanks for listening. So my next question really is, does it have to be spontaneous laughter? Um, or can it be any, any type of laughter? Well, it's, it's fair to say, and certainly in the past, when I was really struggling with OCD, um, at times I really didn't want to laugh. You know, I was so stuck in those thoughts, so kind of obsessed about the fears that I had that the last thing that I wanted to do was to laugh. So perhaps if you can just force yourself to laugh, even if you don't want to, maybe you can still get some of the the benefits. Well, there is actually some research um, that backs this up. Um, So in, uh, in his study, The Therapeutic Value of Laughter in Medicine, researcher Ramon Mora-Rapoy, MD, PhD, found that the therapeutic um, efficacy of laughter is mainly derived from spontaneous laughter triggered by, uh, triggered by external stimuli or positive emotions and self-induced laughter triggered by oneself at will, both occurring with or without humour. So it does actually seem that even by forcing yourself to laugh, even when you don't want to, you still get many of the benefits of, of laughter. Um, and this is because the brain is not able to dis- um, distinguish between these two different types of laughter, um, spontaneous or when you're actually forcing yourself to do it. 
therefore, it's assumed that similar benefits may be achieved with one or the other. This amazing research indicates that a fake-it-till-you-make-it approach works in regards to our mood, and that by just forcing ourselves to laugh, even when we don't feel like it, we could end up making ourselves feel better. So how can we actually go about reducing anxiety with laughter? Well, perhaps you have a good sense of humour, but are so worried and tense all the time that it's hard to show it. Or perhaps you don't think you have the best sense of humour, or that it's hard for you to laugh at jokes. Don't worry. Like anything, humour is a skill and you can hone it. And these tips will help you. Um, Number one, you need to try to make humour a priority. To keep humour in the forefront of our minds, we need to give ourselves reminders to not take things too seriously. You could um, hang up amusing quotes or pictures on the wall. You could keep funny books, films or magazines to hand or perhaps even go to a comedy club. If um, if you're feeling brave, you could even think about doing an improv comedy course, uh, which was something I did in in the past. Incredibly hard. Um, I had to really push myself to do it. But it was an incredible experience and, uh, you know, I... I learned a lot from it, from getting on stage and, and having, to, having to improvise comedy. The next uh, recommendation is then that, of course, anxiety is, is no joke. But despite how hard anxiety can be, learning to laugh at it can be a powerful tool. Often our anxieties, when looked at with a rational, calm mind, are quite ridiculous. Like my former obsession about my mouth where I would be thinking about nothing else. My mind would be so focused on my mouth and I couldn't, get, I couldn't get my attention off it. And it was so painful and difficult sometimes because I'd be with a whole bunch of people trying to, listening, trying to listen into the conversation, whereas all I could think about was my mouth. Now, it sounds ridiculous. And in fact, it was quite ridiculous. Um, you know, like to be sat there uh, experiencing that, when you look at it from you know, a normal mind state, you kind of think, well, why was I doing that? Why was I so worried about my mouth? I had nothing to worry about. So if you can, trying to kind of laugh at some of your anxieties or worries can be, can be really helpful. However, uh, some, um, some problems that people have obviously can be very sensitive and you don't want to laugh at, at everything. So, you know, with some things, you may not want to laugh at them, and that's absolutely fine. However, if it's just an anxiety or a worry that you keep thinking about and, you know, it's nothing too sensitive, then try, try, ha- like, try laughing about it. It, m- it may really help. Uh, the next tip is to hang out with fun people. Get into the habit of hanging out with people that make you laugh. Why not learn some jokes and practice telling them at home so you can share them with your friends or just practice telling funny stories? Um, And then the next one is to try to be aware of what's funny and what's not. It's been shown that whilst people with anxiety can can benefit from humour, dark humour can do the opposite. So try to spend your time with positive, supportive people and remember that some jokes are just inappropriate. So try to use your your best judgement. Now, this last point, I think, is is worth expanding a little bit more. Uh, Being British, I can certainly relate to dark ironic humour that people from the lovely British Isles just seem to love to uh, adhere to. 
And uh, people enjoy the banter of making fun of each other. And uh, most of the time, it is good-natured, um, good-natured and often hilarious. But it can at times cross a line. And it's difficult because this is the type of humor that I grew up with and often take part in with my friends. And when I'm feeling positive and happy, I love it. And I take the jokes uh, at my, my expense on the chin uh, whilst giving plenty out in return. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it can, it can be good when it's like that. But unfortunately, if you're in a slightly negative frame of mind, if you're feeling, you know, particularly anxious, then this type of humor can actually be really negative. And, you know, I think we need to be careful that when we are in that kind of mood, perhaps it isn't the best time to hang out with people who want to have a load of banter with you because it might end up getting fairly frustrating. You know, that being said, though, for some people, you know, that's the kind of the, the kind of humor that they love. And that might be the thing that kind of draws them out of uh, the difficult experiences that they're going through. So I think it's really important that you, you have a think about it yourself and work out, you know, what is the best way for you uh, to experience humor in a positive way. Now, to finish with, the, uh, the researchers that we, we met, I mentioned at the start, uh, Burke and Tan, they, they really recommend that we start to use laughter as a type of prescription uh, you know, like we would do uh, an antidepressant. Now, I'm not saying in any way that you should stop taking your antidepressant medication. Of course not. Uh, you should always speak to a doctor before you do that. However, if you could also incorporate, you know, some laughter into your day and try to make sure that you are doing it on a daily basis, it really could have uh, a big impact on your anxiety. And for some people who have more, uh, you know, more mild anxiety, who maybe don't want to take medication, this could actually be a pretty effective alternative. You know, the science is there that really does show that laughter does help with anxiety. So if you can use it in a prescriptive way, where you say, okay, every evening for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I'm going to watch some comedy. Or when you wake up in the morning, you say, right, I'm, I'm just going to watch this uh, comedian that I love, you know, to start your day off with a little bit of laughter. Why not give it a try and see how it goes? I always say to people with, with all of these types of things, why not just give it a try and see what works for you? Anyway, guys, I hope you found that helpful today. Please let me know what you think. And uh, if you would like a how-to about any specific topic, uh, then do please let me know. Many thanks. So that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Remember, if you would like to get access to my free mini course for OCD and anxiety, all you need to do is go to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And if you enter your, your, e- your email there, you'll get access to my free mini course. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.